Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome to Killing Time, hosted by two girls, one ginger. This is your first episode of 2023, and if you can't hear the raspiness in my voice, we had ourselves a little bit of a new year and a January 1st. (laughs) We had ourselves a time. We really enjoyed the end of 22 and welcomed 23 with open arms and lots of margaritas, etc. We really did it. Margaritas and all kinds of other drinks. It was fun. We woke up on January 1st. Jared and I spent the night at Alexis and Matt's uh, new condo because you guys have a guest room. And that Finally, is very, adulting. Very rare in Los Angeles to have a guest room. Um, and we had obviously partied the night before and woke up um, in just completely disheveled, very nauseous, uh, feeling like absolute garbage. And um, Matt handed us uh, an Advil from Mexico or something. and Dolprofen. And that plus a few uh, mimosas really saved our lives, I feel like. I was back on my feet in about 15 minutes. <laughs> then we, went crazy. To Dave, we ended up at Dave and Buster's and we were like doing Dance Dance Revolution. And a few hours later, I was in bed and I was like, how did I jump around this morning? I was truly <laughs> like, you guys, I don't know how we did that. I, I think my new calling is Dance Dance Revolution. You're and quite good I at was, it. I was bouncing up and down. I, if you would have told me four hours before when I wake, woke up that I would be bouncing doing cardio, I wouldn't have believed you. But I was I was really feeling my best, and then I was feeling my worst a few hours after that, after the uh, the alcohol hangover of the day drinking hit me. It's, it's a totally. pretty insane move to go on like the most hungover day of the year to Dave and Buster's <laughs> and just jump around for an hour and a half, but... I don't know. I, I had a blast. I know Matt was having fun, too. So. It was really fun. Dude, it was so fun. I feel like maybe that should be our tradition. Every January 1st, go to Dave & Buster's. We should yep. just do it once a month anyway. I love games. Jared has like $70 left on his uh, gaming card. So we have a lot of ours, too. We need to go back. I got all those Buster's bucks. Buster's bucks, baby. Jared was like trying to get a prize at the end when everybody <laughs> else had left. And I'm like, we've got to go home. I only we, had per- enough- we perused the prizes, too. Matt had a lot. Yeah, I only had, like, had enough 3, to get like. Points. Oh, really? Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well, we gotta step it up. We'll be back there. We gotta get something better than like a balloon. But 
Anyways, so today is January 5th, first killing time of the year. And on January 5th in 1939, Amelia Earhart was declared dead. I think we all know kind of the basics about Amelia Earhart, but do we want, should I give everybody the crash course? I think you probably should. Okay, so Amelia Earhart, Amelia Mary Earhart was born on July 24th, 1897. She disappeared July 2nd, 1937, and she was declared dead January 5th, 1939, and she was an American aviation pioneer and a writer. So she was the first American aviator to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean, and she set many other records, one of which one of which, well, you guys, I can't speak today. One of which was the first aviators to promote commercial air travel. And she wrote a bunch of best-selling books about her flying experience. And she was instrumental in the formation of the 99s, an organization for female pilots. So she was really such a trailblazer um, in aviation when, I mean, back in the day, I can't imagine there was many female pilots totally at all. Right. So what happened um, is she attempted to become the first woman to complete a circumnavigational flight of the globe in 1937, and she was flying a Purdue-founded Lockheed Model 10E Electra. Ah, yes. One of those. And her and her navigator, Fred Noonan, disappeared over the central Pacific Ocean near Howland Island. They were last seen in Ley, New Guinea on July 2nd, 1937, on the last stop before before Howland Island during one of their final legs of the flight. So I guess that they were almost done with the whole thing and they presumably died in the Pacific during the circumnavigation just three weeks prior to her 40th birthday. So they never found them. Um, They never found the plane. They never found the bodies. There were so many searches done to try to find them. And then six months after they disappeared, they were finally declared dead so what a story i know it's such a bummer you know it's like she's gonna become like this complete trailblazer first female to fly around the globe and then it's dangerous that's a tricky thing to do i mean especially back then we were just having a discussion kind of recently about navigating even driving your car and like the days of like map quest and like not oh god like and even go all the way back to maps, go back to charting your course, having this extended journey. I mean, and having to do it with like a protractor. The odds, the odds <laughs> in, are in like no you. geometry and physics. Yeah. Yeah. Can Dude, you believe that? If you get off course and you're flying in the middle of the fucking ocean and all you can see is water in all directions, like how the hell are you supposed to find your way? Any, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that anybody did anything over the course of time. The balls Same. on humans. Back it's in insane. Day. Like it's the crazy. Oregon Trail. I, I yeah. mean, I, I would not have been the person to do that. I would have been like, <laughs> let me know when you guys found uh, California and I'll be here just awaiting the call. The second I knew what dysentery was, I would have been like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't go on this trip. No, no I can't do it. <laughs> I get too cold. It's below 60 degrees. I'm like, I'm, I'm a little bit too, uh, too cold in this moment. So. Yep. So there were all these different theories about their disappearance because obviously they didn't find the bodies. They didn't find the plane. So the first one was the crash and sink theory that they ran out of fuel and they just sunk into the ocean, never to be found again. There were also theories that they were captured by Japanese forces, um, perhaps after somehow navigating to somewhere within the Japanese South sees mandate and then there are these other theories that she was spying on the japanese at the request of franklin d roosevelt and then there was another rumor that she was part of 
this propaganda and she was making all this propaganda radio broadcast as one of the many women compelled compelled to serve as Tokyo Rose. And that was a name that was given by allied troops in the South Pacific during World War II to all female English speaking radio broadcasters of Japanese propaganda. So there's all these different theories of like what, you know, obviously dark stuff could be going on. Yeah, Yeah. When you when you have nothing to go through and nothing to go by, they're just like picking up on whatever. Yeah. The last theory, and this is what I'm going to get into in True Crime Rewind, was that she, her death was faked and she was moved to New Jersey and became this other identity of a woman. But we're going to get into that in True Crime Rewind because, of course, I love a conspiracy theory and I love a faked death. So Mm. we're going to get into that in a little bit. But before then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? Okay, welcome to On The Stand. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand that we are bitching about or that we're really loving and trying to defend. We have a healthy discussion. Bring it to Instagram. You guys talk about it. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty. And that is the gist of On The Stand. So I think that I'm going first. I think think that you are. Okay. So today I am putting On The Stand multi-story targets now this only really exists in Wait, cities what is a multi-city target a multi-level target oh, shopping like a target center store. a target yes. store i thought you meant yes. like a shooting target or a mm. bow and arrow oh no that sounds very fun though mm. that i would be defending i'm putting this on the stand they only really exist in cities that mm-hmm. obviously don't have the room for a full full one level target Mm -hmm. so i understand why they exist however they gave me such bad anxiety Mm. that i kind of refuse to go to one and i will drive the extra 30 minutes to go to a target that is not a multi uh level target sure because i feel like with targets you kind of know where everything is they're all laid out the same for the most part yeah So when you get thrown into a multi-level target, it really throws your game off. I feel very claustrophobic in one. It reminds me of getting lost in a um, a parking Corn structure. Corn maze. Oh, mm-hmm. parking structure. Yeah, it's just it's not. It, the, it, I, I hate them. Yeah, there's something about being boxed in like that. I think that that's a pretty natural like reaction. I will say one of the biggest like adjustments that I made when I moved out to Los Angeles was. Going from like a whole life of like suburban living and like going in and having a giant parking lot and like a huge target all on one level where you know where every single thing is. Like I, yeah. I, I had it down to where I could do all of my grocery shopping in one swoop at a target. We had like a super target. Ugh. Food, everything. Ugh. Out here it's so much more difficult. Yeah. Be- because it, yeah, it's like going to like a, you're basically parking at like a mall on a multi-level structure. And then you have to find which level the target's on, which level in the target that the thing that you need is. No, it's, it's a whole challenge. And I feel like it's always they're always missing things. But again, it's probably because it's in the city. But like, it just it it, it hurts my soul. And I love Target. Yeah, I'm with just... you. I just hate I hate parking structures. Like I, I miss the burbs for this reason too, where it's like I I miss being able to pull into any big box store and have like a sprawling lot. Uh, yes, and yes. then you, you get a hit of fresh air before you walk into those automatic doors <laughs> and take in the splendor of, of options. And now we're just like trapped inside. But I don't get it. It's like I would rather walk 
five times farther from a very far parking space in a regular parking lot than I would driving up and down a parking structure and parking right next to the store. Like there's something about it that I just like I can't get on board with. Right. Same. There's too many of us. There's too yeah. many of us. We all need to move <laughs> to suburbia. So I will say multi-level targets. I'm if you guys never had to experience one, um, I'm I'm jealous. I'll say guilty. 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 I yeah. Get rid of them. Totally. Get rid of Get them. Get out of here. Out you um, go. I can go second. All right. Um, we just did our New Year's extravaganza, our NYE bash, and we <laughs> went to what we thought was going to be like a Western sort bar. of bar. And it was, it turns out it was just the facade of Western and it was a club. So. <laughs> It was a Hollywood club. We should have known by the fact that it was literally in Hollywood. But I think that we were all hoping and just. Well, we were looking to line dance. This we're, I'm going off track here, but we were looking to line dance and have like yeah. a real Western experience. And this was just people dressed like they were at a Western place standing around. I was told there would be disco cowboy boots. I was I told there was going to be a, a mechanical bull, which oh, I didn't yeah. see either. No, so, I think that we there was no room in this place for a mechanical bolt at all. So I don't know if that was just a lie from the start. Somebody we dropped the ball. We were promised a mechanical bolt and they did not deliver. But anyways, along those lines on the stand for me today is bottle service. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and listen, if you're the type of person who loves to go to a club, I'm not bashing it. I mean, whatever. Go to a club. I don't really like a big boom, boom room like that. It's not really my vibe, but Within these rooms, you have these little sections for bottle service where you kind of get to like plant your flag in this little corner of a dark club, and then they just bring out liquor and then a mixer that they choose that you just have to use. No, to you mix can your ask for. With. You can ask. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Whatever. No one did. We just took yeah. what they gave us. <laughs> but then you're kind of making your own drinks. I know some bottle services like they'll. Like they're supposed to make you. it but yeah. i prefer i don't like people around me that i don't no. know no. so I'm like i would rather make it and i like my own proportions yeah i just think it's crazy like i guess i never even really went to clubs i know alexis used to work uh i used to work bo- i used to bottle do bottle service. service oh there we go okay you're the expert so here alexis yeah. is very experienced in it i never really went to clubs even like in my early 20s and i just think it was so wild when we're looking at like the menu and it was like $750 for a bottle of Casamigos that I know I can buy for 40 bucks. Like, I know you're paying more for a drink when you're out, obviously, but that was wild. I believe it's oh, a... super it's, typical. This is yeah. like... No, I know. Yeah. This is how it goes. This is bottle service. This it's just, is just shocking it as an but, adult. But I and think... It's, just, it's shocking. Oh, I know what I'm going to do after Jared's done. <laughs> just came to me. But I just think like... I, there's a bit of like a status within the club while you're there. That's the whole point of bottle service is like you're seen at this thing. I think that's why people do that is to have some sort of like because it doesn't really enhance the experience that much. I didn't think it was like because we walked over to the bar and got a couple of drinks and I was like, yeah, it's kind of nice. I can breathe uh, over here. I prefer it's to like, be at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. So I, I guess you and I, Jacqueline, we definitely like sitting at a bar. So maybe we're just more comfortable like in that room. But I think we just we're all just too old. Somehow we accidentally ended up at a club and it was so fucking loud. <laughs> I was trying to play pizza box game. It was not an appropriate time to do it. I just wanted to like 
Having to be the one to stop Jack from playing the game was was not a fun job. Lex either. was like, I don't think we could do that in here. First off, we can't hear each other. I knew we couldn't do it, and but I she just, was gonna try. Gosh darn it! She started clearing off the entire bottle service like table area and putting like, like the ice bucket on the ground, tr- like Casamigos on the floor. Can we not? <laughs> so I could put like a pizza box that the the poor guy that worked there probably found in the trash up on their table. Jack made the poor guy go get a cardboard box so that we could play the game and then we never yeah. played it. was nice of him. That was, was actually really nice of him and I told it him was. it was for a game. But anyways, yeah. Bottle service, um, I get the point of it. It's definitely not for me and definitely not for me and my at 35 years old. So Yeah. I get that. Mm. I'll say guilty too. I'm I mean, really I did guilty. it, but I won't do it again. But you made some good money doing it. <laughs> I did at the time in college, for sure. But I'm going to just tack right on to Jared's and say what I'm putting on the stand is if you do do bottle service... Why can't we bring the bottles home with us? <laughs> like, we didn't finish. We didn't even put a dent in that tequila. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait. So I didn't buy it. That's just for me to enjoy right here, right now. Yes. Yeah. I spent 300 markup for this bottle, and you're keeping it after. And doing God knows what with it. Probably marrying it with other bottles and putting it behind the bar, if I know club owners, and that's what oh, they do. Oh, yeah. For sure. So I'm like, you know, if I spend... An obscene, and it wasn't just me, obviously. There was a bunch of us, and we split it. So it didn't end up being that expensive for everyone. But um, we should be able to keep that. We bought that for <laughs> an, an inflated amount. Give me my bottle. Yeah, let me give me a little carrying case, and let me take it home. <laughs> they really should, now that I think about it. That is crazy, because they are definitely using Using it again. Yeah. They say uh, they won't. They say they're not, but they are. Because like it can't be it can't be cleanly. Like there's no way that that's gonna like pass a health exam of you using the grimy bottle that we put all of our sticky fingers on. What but, if people like drank out of the bottle? And listen, they, we're not trying to slander anyone. We don't know for sure that this club did that, but most clubs do it. Yeah, I think I'm just too practical for bottle service in general. Too practical for Simple the whole man experience. Who just wants a beer. I'm just yeah. I you know I would like to keep my bottle, but yeah, you know. I mean, they also, I wanted champagne, and the only bottle of champagne was $700, too. And I'm like, that's only five drinks. Yeah, that's insane. Like, that's crazy. You can only have five glasses of champagne, if you're lucky, for that $700. That's $150 glass of champagne. Ridiculous. We are too practical. (laughs) We're, like, really thinking of, like, the implications of actually doing bottle service. It doesn't make sense. You can't apply practical thinking to that whole experience. No, you can't. You know, and, and it is nice. Like, it's nice to indulge, and it's nice to splurge sometimes and have a great time so i'm not knocking that i just i after do every time i do it afterwards i'm like why did i do that why did we do this to makes ourselves. no sense so. it's okay. okay we are honestly we're a bamboozled we thought it was a country bar it i was, was there not. for the bowl i wanted to ride the bowl <laughs> me too oh uh, whatever uh we'll next, get next time year. all right well guilty. guilty guilty do we want to hear from one for, hear from one of our firsties absolutely yes Hello. Um, I just got back from my six-month cleaning at the dentist, and I wanted to put something on the stand here. Uh, when the when the oral hygienist is that what they're called? The people who clean your teeth when they try to make small talk with you while they're cleaning your teeth. I would like to say that it is guilty. Um, that they will literally ask you a question that needs an answer while they have these sharp-ass tools in your mouth. Scraping your teeth, you got like saliva in the back of your throat. There is no way to answer these questions without it being awkward. And then it, it, they just always are asking you questions. They're not answering back anything. And it makes you a bad conversationalist too, because you can't then ask them a question to continue it forward. But 
Anyway, so uh, small talk at the dentist. I'm going to say it's it's guilty. It's too hard. It's weird. Thanks. Bye. I'm going to say guilty. Why do they do that? They know exactly what they're doing. They know that you can't answer and your mouth is hurting. I don't I know why they, they want to be congenial. And a lot of people are uncomfortable with silence, myself included. And you have no idea, like, the awkward things I've been doing while I've had to do small talk. <laughs> like, as a woman, Jack, you know. I mean, we both had, did, like, egg freezing and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. okay, I'm being probed and you're asking me, like anything <laughs> i do it um, you know what that's so true i'll do that all the time especially at the doctor but i'm the one like asking like uh, so many questions just like fill fill the space with some, some kind of something nothing is more awkward than this silence yeah, yeah. i mean i i feel that 100 percent. especially like be i get ner- i'm like kind of nervous when i'm in any sort of like I don't know whether I'm at the dentist or the doctor or whatever those rooms just kind of make me a little bit more on edge well yeah and so my small talk is even like my game is just way off in those moments because my brain isn't totally clear. So even trying to have simple small talk, like I just sound like an idiot and it's so much worse when someone's doing it while they have their fingers in your mouth. Like it's the weirdest time to be asking me questions like, in, your, but in, in your butt would be weirder, but yeah, yeah, yeah. mouth is yeah. weird. <laughs> fingers anywhere Seconds. near me. <laughs> Second to worst hole to have yeah. a finger yeah. while having small talk. For sure. It's all bad. It's all I, bad. I just, it is all bad. Next time I'll just put my fingers in my ears and just go la 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 la. Yeah. yeah. Just earmuffs yourself. Uh, so guilty, dude. So yeah. guilty. Thanks for calling in. And everyone else should call in. On, you're on the stands too. Guilty. Again, 818-446-6889. All right. Well, when we come back, it's time for some True Crime Rewind. So Jared and I live in a very small apartment and there's literally not room for any storage whatsoever. And you know what takes up a lot of room that I really just don't need in my life? Laundry detergent. They come in these massive, inconvenient, messy plastic jugs that get all over the place. And not to mention, 91% of those jugs don't get recycled and just end up in landfills. And you know what? I can't stop doing laundry, but I can make the switch to EarthBreeze, and I have recently, and I love it. So EarthBreeze laundry detergent eco sheets look like dryer sheets, but they're not. They dissolve 100% in any wash cycle, hot or cold, and you don't have to measure and you don't have to make any mess. You just toss them in and you're ready to go. So EarthBreeze packaging is compact, biodegradable, and plastic-free, and their eco-sheets are vegan, cruelty-free, and dermatologically tested for safe and sensitive skin. I love them so much. I've been using them, and they're so easy to store, and then I don't get all this messy, gross laundry detergent residue everywhere. So if you want to check out EarthBreeze, now is the time, because right now our listeners can subscribe and save 40%. Go to earthbreeze.com slash first to get started. That's earthbreeze.com slash first for 40% off. EarthBreeze.com first. When I was growing up, I took French in high school, but I could never get the language to stick. I wanted to be fluent so bad, but it never happened. I just couldn't focus and I couldn't practice enough and it didn't work. But thankfully, there's Rosetta Stone, which is the most trusted language learning program. And it's available on desktop or it can be used as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone is different. It immerses you in so many ways. And with its intuitive process, you can pick up any language naturally. First with words, then phrases, and then sentences. And before you know it, boom, conversations. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. 
Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Staud, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. True crime. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so I told you that I would get into this uh, conspiracy theory about Amelia Earhart. And um, one of the things that somebody fucking made up about her death. So in November of 2006, the National Geographic Channel, which is interesting that this is on that channel, aired an episode of Undiscovered History claiming that Amelia Earhart survived the world flight, moved to New Jersey, changed her name, remarried, and became Irene Cragmile Bolum. So this was a real lady that somebody... Do you think Amelia Earhart would have picked a cooler name than that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Crag- Amelia, there's nothing Crag- better than Mile. Amelia Earhart. Like, that's the coolest <laughs> name ever. I know. And also, uh, like, why would you sucks. fake your own death? I don't really... Like, you're one of the most famous women. I guess if she was just over the fame, but... So, I don't think that happens. I don't know, no. man. The cabal makes you do weird things. That's true. So this claim had originally been raised in a book called Amelia Earhart Lives by author Joe Kloss based on the research of Major Joseph Gervais. And so who was this Irene Bullum girl? She had been a banker in the New York, in New York in the 1940s. And this whole time she was denying being Amelia Earhart. How weird would that be if somebody thought that you were pretending to be somebody else and you just had to keep being like, I fucking swear. Is it because she looks like her? 
So she does kind of look like her. There are a lot of like striking resemblances between the two. And apparently I think that she knew Amelia Earhart and she kind of worked within the aviation world. But she ended up filing a lawsuit requesting $1.5 million. And I don't, this was like back in the day. And she submitted a lengthy affidavit in which she rebuted the claim. So she was saying she wasn't her. She made some money after it. So I think that, I mean, not the worst thing that could have happened. Could have been way, could have been way um, worse. Yeah. Could have yeah. gotten no money. How frustrating would that be, though? Like, you're, it's like the, um, you have no way to prove that you're not that person. Especially back in the day. Yeah, it's pretty... I mean, you're just so stuck, and what do you really do? It's just bizarre when anyone accuses anyone of anything, and you know you didn't do it. It's so frustrating. (laughs) I just also think that it's crazy. Like, how do those rumors get started? Because obviously, the next on my list... Well, I was going through, you know, fake celebrity death theories or whatever, and we've talked about the Avril Lavigne one before, but I put it on here again because I just thought it was so funny... I always think that that theory is so hilarious that she was replaced by Melissa uh, or something. Melissa, yeah, Melissa Vandella. Yeah. But that was started by like a it was like a Brazilian Avril Lavigne fan blog that ended up getting all this steam online. But that's because it was online. Like, how do rumors like this start getting spread like in the 1970s? That's what I think is so crazy. That's uh, a great question. I have no idea. I feel like they the, the word of mouth thing like. It, I feel like those rumors hold so much weight. Yeah. As, like, there were things from our childhood, like, that kind of spread just word of mouth, and everyone knew about them, and you had no idea how. Like, like Marilyn Manson removing a rib so he could suck his yes, own dick. Yeah, that. how does everyone know about that? Or drawing that S. Everyone this knew how to draw S? that S. Remember that whole thing? Like, where did any of that come from? And yeah. somehow everybody knew about it without being able to talk to each other on the internet. And so it's like, you can see how this weird hive mind thing can still happen if the story is fantastic enough or it's something ridiculous enough. I feel like, I don't know. It's just memorable. And then it just sticks. Yeah, lies spread all the time. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Do they? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so another one of these celebrity kind of like fake deaths that I saw was Steve Jobs. So Steve, there's been so many Steve Jobs sightings after he has died. So, so many people think that he had faked his own death and he moved. There was a sighting in Egypt of this picture that literally looks exactly like him. And then there was one in Rio de Janeiro, like in Brazil of him and the back of somebody's selfie and for the one that when he was in Brazil, the guy who it actually was ended up posting online being like, that's me. <laughs> I'm not Steve Jobs. But the thing with Steve Jobs is I feel like he has one of those faces that kind of like looks like everyone's. A lot of people look like him. The question, yeah. though, was he wearing like a black turtleneck and like basic ass jeans in these photos like because so the guy in uh brazil was this writer that had als and the picture of him was in a a wheelchair but he was wearing a black turtleneck and he had the glasses on he had the same haircut um but then of course all these rumors there are all these people that were posting on Reddit being like, oh, you know, he could have easily, you know, d- done this and this and that. And oh, th- my God. That explains why he's in the wheelchair whatever. But the guy's like, um, it's me. I am alive. I have ALS. That's why I'm in a wheelchair. But thank Wild. you for spreading the rumor about Wild. Steve Jobs. I'm just saying, like, if one single person knew, wouldn't they sell the story? Like, no one wants to help this billionaire dude. 
hide the fact that he's still alive. Like, I just feel like he would have been outed if it was a real thing. Yeah. I don't believe How do you keep things. your circle small enough? I, I, I agree with you 100%. It's just not possible. Mm-mm. I don't know. But then you think not about today. Jeffrey Epstein and I'm like, is there a way that like he got paid off and they faked his death and he's now living on a remote island somewhere? I don't know. Maybe. No, I think Jeffrey Epstein was like, if I don't kill myself, someone's going to kill me. I think he's dead as a doornail. Yeah. I don't know. I'll I think he's anything. dead too. I mean... Who knows? I think the I writing was on the wall there. Like, I think it was all <laughs> fucking over for him. Well, yeah, it was. Unless he was in cahoots and he's in hiding. I don't know. Crazier things have happened that we Absolutely. don't know about. Absolutely. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, the only one, the last one on my list was Elvis. And we've done an episode about Elvis and about how much of a pedophile he was. But there were also theories about his death. And one of them was supposedly that he was abducted by aliens. Wow. And this this conspiracy theory was made famous by this Ray Stevens song in 1994 that said, I saw Elvis in a UFO and it was supposed to be this kind of like gag song meant to skewer people who believed that Elvis was still alive, but it ended up backfiring and then it went viral kind of like in the nineties and it had all these people thinking that he really was uh, taken by aliens because he had spent all of his time. They had helped him with his career on earth. So now that they, they took him and back to the motherland. That so, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Fascinating. Ma- makes I all follow. the sense. I follow. Um, but you well, know, there's, there's supposedly an island somewhere. Speaking of Jeffrey Epstein, there's an <laughs> island somewhere where apparently Tupac is there and Elvis is there. And yeah. we have this just like, I don't know, this hypothetical is island. Is Anna Nicole Smith there? I, I well, <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what a party love her <laughs> i mean it probably there probably is she's like a real life jennifer coolidge yeah like, i feel like she would be so fun to hang out with oh my i know God. she's yeah, so wacky there. on a reality show r.i.p 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 May- or maybe not or maybe she's on the island with tupac maybe yeah. i guess uh we'll never know but i always love a, a faked death or a, a replacement theory Theory. about celebrities so send them over our way if you know any that we didn't talk about today because also r.i.p does apply here because you could just be resting in peace on like an island somewhere yeah that's true people are leaving you alone so it still works that's right maybe what's his name who does the aerobics is there too richard simmons richard simmons Simmons. i know who knows he's elusive he has elusive (laughs) we have a motley crew on this island we should know Uh, sounds like fun (laughs) me too all right well when we come back we're going to hear about the terrible things that you people have done next tired of fighting your kids to make their bed say hello to betty's the unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip our patented bedding includes everything you need a fitted sheet top sheet and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Bettys.com. That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com. I live by routines, but I especially love my same-day delivery routine with Shipped. And my shopper knows this about me. When Sunday rolls around and I place my weekly stock-up order, Joe sends texts from the aisles. Wilted lettuce? Nah, hard pass. Deal on my favorite sparkling water? Grab two. Fresh flowers just because? Hmm, sounds like a delightful idea. If you love routines that work for you, get shipped same day delivery. Shipped. Delight in every delivery. Learn more at ship.com slash high. You are a horrible person. 
Come one, come all to the worsty cabinet of curiosities. <laughs> we are going to just dig right in and see what horrible things or not so horrible things you are calling to confess to. So let's stand by for number one. Hi, Jack, Alexis, and Jared. So <laughs> this is my worst thing. Um, it's, it's not great. It's not great. Um, so sometimes, a lot of times, on the subway um, in New York City, I will want to sit down and there won't be any seats. So I will pop out my stomach a little bit, place my hands very carefully, and pretend to be pregnant. Because you get a seat if you're pregnant on the subway. And sometimes the girl's tired, okay? It's been a long day. I've got heels on. Or maybe not. Maybe I'm just tired and I need to take a little rest, okay? So one time I pulled this, of course, some gentleman stands up and is like, oh, miss, sit here, sit here. Okay, great, cool. I take a little seat, no big deal. Subway fills up, super, super, super busy. It was rush hour after all. An obviously actual pregnant woman gets onto the subway, and no one's getting up for her, and I can't get up because there's people around me that think I'm pregnant too. So I literally just sat there and watched this actually for real, obviously pregnant woman stand because I was too embarrassed to be like, I'm not actually really pregnant. So my fake pregnant ass sat there, um, and I feel really shitty about it. I feel really bad, um, and I have not fake. Nope, that's a lie. I have fake pregnant since, and I probably will do it again. So little trick. First of all, there are two. There are two things going on here. Number one. The fact that we have to give birth at all, just everyone should be getting up for us, period. With what yes. women deal with, you know, men should pretty much just be getting up. I'm a feminist and all that, apparently, but like, I'm also like, no, we have to work harder and everything's harder for us and we don't make yes. as much money and we have to carry children and then all these things. So, first of all, all women who are pregnant and all women who may be and all women who want to pretend to be should still get the seats over men. A. B. Women are also so badass that they can do almost anything pregnant. Reese Witherspoon shot Cruel Intentions pregnant. <laughs> like, so even though you feel bad, this pregnant woman is probably just fine, but she still should get a seat over some dumb guy who was sitting down and not offering it to her. But you, I think, deserve the seat too. No, literally, the wor it's the worst thing that all of these fucking guys that stayed sitting have ever done on that day. Like, dude, they should all have been getting up and offering her the seat. There's no way that everybody else also sitting down was pregnant or elderly or disabled. Like, there's just no way that there wasn't an able-bodied man that was sitting down not allowing her to sit down so especially fuck if she was guy. very obviously pregnant like you say you know you had to you had to fake your little pooch by sticking your tummy tummy out but like if this one was obviously pregnant and no one offered well fuck all them you were imagining it it's fine <laughs> <laughs> jared i don't blame you jared uh well first off yeah let let actual pregnant people sit down in a chair that makes the most sense to me yeah. um i don't know i'm i'm a i'm like a premature give up my seat kind of person like as soon as i see someone who maybe they're like three years older than me i'll just be like oh you need this more and i'll stay like <laughs> i'm so quick to get out of my seat and let someone yeah sit you in do it. um 
but I just the the imagery of somebody just pretending to be pregnant. I like. I wish so bad that I could do that. I mean, I could do that, but I don't think people would buy it. No, but, I don't think so. You could but, put on. You could pretend to be anything else, though. Honestly, and we if, believe you. If someone's holding their. If someone's holding their stomach, pregnant or not, something is, is wrong. Up. <laughs> I don't want. I probably don't want to be near you anyway. <laughs> Might oh be a God. little sickness going on. <laughs> like, what, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, I don't think this is really that that big of a deal. I like, think you're amazing, and I don't yeah. think you did anything bad. I, no, I think it's more fine. of a lesson to all the men that were sitting on the train that didn't get up for the pregnant woman than you. If yeah, anything, totally. You're creative. You're a very creative person. Exactly. I agree. But, I agree. You know. Are we on to the next? On to the next. All righty. Hey, guys. I hope I'm calling the right number for this is the worst thing I've ever done. Um, so the other day when I was at work, these people had a dead mouse in their house and they said they couldn't find it under their kitchen sink so I didn't want to uh, they wanted me to bleach under there and I didn't want to like get under there at the very beginning of the job because they didn't want to get all mousy and gross so I waited till the very very end they said they thought it crawled in the wall and died and was just stinking up the place so they just they're like I don't think it'll help but I would feel better if you could just, like, clean with some bleach down there. And I was like, sure, sure, no problem. So I get down there, and I find the dead mouse body. And it was starting to disgustingly decompose, and part of its little belly skin was stuck to the floor thing, and it grossed me out so bad. And I got it all cleaned up, and I was driving home, and I was like, this is karma coming to get me after all these years. And let me tell you why. When I was pregnant, at the very end of my pregnancy, I was huge. My friend was like, I'm going to come and clean for you. You make a list of all the things that are bothering you, and I'm going to come clean. And so one of the things was under my kitchen sink. And all I really wanted her to do was just, like, kind of organize, but she took everything out and, like, scrubbed and everything and, She's, like, cleaning this one part, and she's, like, I don't know, there's something stuck down there, and I can't, I'm scrubbing and scrubbing, and I can't get it off, and she was, like, scraping it with her fingernail, and I, like, I seriously want to throw up saying this, but my horrible, lazy husband, there was a dead mouse that had died down there, and he never got the body out, so it just, like, rotted. And it was clear in the back of the sink, and my big pregnant butt could not get it. But, like, in the back, to the side, it was a trailer house, and it was disgusting. But there she scraped this rotten, dead mouse corpse, and I knew what it was. And she didn't wear gloves, and I was just like, oh, I don't know. Something must have, like, got spilled down there. But karma got me, and... I think that is the most disgusting, horrible thing I've ever done in my life was let somebody scrape a dead mouse off my floor with their bare fingers. And I do feel bad about it. It was not a victimless crime. Ooh. Okay. Again, you were <laughs> pregnant. You can't really apologize for how you were feeling. If you didn't crawl on all fours while you were super pregnant to scrape a mouse body off your own <laughs> sink, your husband should have done it. But... If you knew your friend was scraping it with her fingernails, 
I mean, at a certain point, <laughs> if I walked in on that and I'm like, they're already doing it. If I tell them now, they're going to be traumatized. Mm. So now yeah. I just got to lean in and be like, it must be some just old grime. Oh, oh my God. I old just grime. love <laughs> old grime, <laughs> which is technically not a lie. You know, grime is pretty ambiguous big. old grime. I just love that she now she has two different examples and experiences in her life from a mouse's body getting stuck to the ground and having to scrape it up. As a girl, I am terrified of dead remains of any animal, whether it's yeah. a bug, like a big cockroach body will make Ugh. me throw up um, anything. And I had a dead mouse me and Kat at our old place, we had a dead mouse. I saw it on like our little balcony thing. And I'm like, I'm not touching it. And I pretended not to see it. And I watched this dead mouse wither away until it was just a puff of fur and like a spine with teeth on it. Cause I was like, just watching it. Cause I'm like, I'm not touching this. It's so no. gross and scary to me. No. And it's still like remained intact. Like it was in a museum by the time it was all just like a skull and a puff of fur. And I was like, women are afraid <laughs> of dead mouse bodies. We just are. I'm not down with it. Man, uh, man checking in also afraid of dead, dead mouse, mouse bodies. bodies. Yes. Absolutely not. I mean, nobody wants to have to deal with that. Listen, Ew. it's in the back of the, it's under the sink. It's in the back corner. Does it smell? Probably. Should you do something about it? Absolutely. They stop I mean, smelling after a while, to be but honest. But if it's indoors, it might be worth trying to dispose of. Outdoors, the natural elements will take care of it. I oh. also had had a dead rat in my garage once, and I told my landlord at the time, and he's he's like, that rat body's been there for like two months. I'm like, yeah, and I haven't used my garage because I'm avoiding it. And like, I hadn't. I'd been parking on the street because I was like, did not want to confront this rat body. Wow. But... Your landlord knew about it for two months. And, and he's this tiny little man, and he picked it up no problem with just his little hands. Ew. Oh, no, so no, 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 no. So Sick. gross. Oh. Sick. All right. Well, God. you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Oh, you're, you're very forgiven. You did nothing wrong. And you know what? Karmically, you put things back into balance. I mean, That's you right. cleaned a mouse, too. You scraped that mouse body off the ground. I hope you wore gloves and stuff, though. And yeah. Bleach. You probably Ew. did, right? You had to have. She did. She didn't want to touch the mouse her body didn't. and dig her nails Oof. into it like her friend. Oh my God. And also, Our, what a nice friend offering to clean. I know. Yeah, that's a good move. Help out your friends when they need help. If someone's pregnant or grieving, that's go offer some some sort of service for them. Yeah. Help them out. Bring them there some you food. Go. Whatever. I you love know. that. All right. Yeah. Well, you're a good person. Happy New Year to all. Um, I don't think. Do you have a stanza, Alex, or do we want to just leave with a clip? I have a stanza, a very short oh. one, and it doesn't Ooh. really make that much sense. It's just George reflecting back on who he is at the end of the year. Okay. I'm ready to I snap. Am I am George Costanza. If you need me, I'll be out on the veranda. I have the poise and coordination of a giant panda. Yes. And my nickname in high school was Can't Stand Ya. Thank <laughs> you. Short and sweet, baby. That's Snappy. right. All right. See you, friends. Happy New Year. Tired of fighting your kids to make their bed? Say hello to Betty's. The unique design lets your kids make their bed with just a zip. Our patented bedding includes everything you need, a fitted sheet, top sheet, and comforter in one seamless piece that zips together. Kids love the feeling of accomplishment when they can make their bed by themselves every day. Make your mornings easier and visit Betty's.com. 
That's B-E-D-D-Y-S dot com 